How do the Buffalo Bills measure up to the other top contenders in the AFC? We're comparing the offenses of the Bills, Bengals, and Chiefs today on Locked on Bills. You are Locked on Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino, author of Go Bills and Buffalo's Run, also the co-host of the Lockdown NFL Scouting Podcast, and I'm your host of Lockdown Bills. I want to thank you for making Lockdown Bills your first listen every day, and a big welcome and shout-out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, I appreciate y'all being here very, very much. I'd also like to invite you to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts, we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash NFL and they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. All right, folks, very excited for our conversation today. Over the past week, we spent time comparing the bills to the teams within the AFC East, the Bills, Dolphins, Jets, and Patriots. Today, we shift our attention to the top contenders, the big three in the AFC, the Bills, the Bengals, and the Chiefs. And so what we're going to do is compare each unit. So today is offense. Monday will be defense. Spoiler alert there. And I'm going to grade each position group, quarterback, wide receiver, tight ends, running backs, and the offensive line. And I grade them on a scale of one to five. And I'll talk about that in just a moment, but they're graded individually by position group. And then the premium positions are weighted, right? So quarterback, wide receiver, those are your premium positions on offense, offensive tackle as well. They have the highest weight when it comes to the score and the lesser positions such as tight end, running back, interior offensive line don't carry as much weight, but it all matters within the overall scheme of things. But I wanted to make sure that it wasn't the same. It didn't matter. Like it it had to be different. If Josh Allen's your quarterback, you know, that has to mean more for your team than Ryan Bates being your right guard. Right. And so I I've scored it uh, appropriately. And so today it's bills, Bengals and chiefs. Again, the scale here is one to five per uh, position group. A five is perfect, right? It's elite. You got elite starters. You got quality depth. Uh, A four is excellent. You have quality starters and good depth. Uh, Number three, if you get a three, you get an average score, which, hey, you got average starters. You've got okay depth. At uh, two, it's below average. You have below average starters and okay to poor depth. And then one is, look, just not good enough. That's not passable. You have no chance with that position group. So we will do this today. Again, Bills, Bengals, Chiefs when it comes to offenses. We'll start with quarterbacks and all three of these teams have elite starting quarterbacks. I think the three best quarterbacks are these three, Mahomes, Burrow, and Allen. So I want to be mindful of the Bills component, but I've already kind of done that analysis. So I'll be a little bit quick with the Bills and focus a little bit more time on the Bengals and the Chiefs. But the Bills, Josh Allen, Kyle Allen, if you guys remember, I gave that a 4.75. For the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow, their starting quarterback, he's sensational, right? I mean, pinpoint accuracy, good decision maker, has an it factor, has a, a calmness about him. You know, I think all the things that 
Bills fans feel about Josh Allen. Bengals fans surely feel that about Joe Burrow. And he's a special player. And my goodness, he's got three really good receivers and uh, runs that offense to perfection. Uh, he's really, really outstanding. Their backup, Trevor Simeon, you know, replacement level type backup, just like the Bills have in Kyle Allen. I give them a 4.75, just like I did the Bills a 4.75, which gets us to the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, best player in the league. Uh, he's unbelievable, right? I mean, just as special as they come, dynamic playmaker, um, the face of the NFL. I mean, a couple Super Bowls already. I think he's been to the AFC Championship game at least in every single game or every single year that he's been a starter. He's been to three Super Bowls and won two. I mean, he's on one of those special trajectories uh, as a quarterback. And now their backup is Blaine Gabbert, who's you know long-term veteran in the league, um, should be able to come in and be a serviceable backup. I give that a five. So the Chiefs get a five, Bills and Bengals a 4.75. Wide receiver, you have three really different looking groups here. It's interesting. The Bills, Stefan Diggs, Gabriel Davis, Deontay Hardy, Trent Sherfield, Khalil Shakir. Um, Diggs, obviously, the guy here, uh, one of the premier playmakers in the league, Gabriel Davis, um, a reasonable number two, especially if you have an answer in the slot to kind of uh, replace some of what his skill set is missing. And then, you know, a really nice group of players to kind of mix in as the third option in terms of wide receivers. I know they have tight ends and running backs, but Deontay Hardy, Trent Sherfield, Khalil Shakir, there's a lot of intrigue with all three of those guys, a lot of versatility. I give this a 3.75. For the Bengals, come on now, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Is there a better top three at receiver in the league? I don't think so. I mean, I think that's the best top three you're going to find. And then they have Trent Nerwin as a depth player. A um, couple of players they recently drafted, Andre Yosevis, who has height, weight, speed. Uh, Charlie Jones, who might wind up being a good slot player for them in time. I mean, it's a good group. And and again, the the trio of Chase Higgins and Boyd is as good as you're going to find in the NFL. Chase, really special play strength. Um, just an absolute alpha uh, catch point body control. He's outstanding. T. Higgins, you know, I think we've come to appreciate him in new ways, what he was able to do stepping in for Jamar Chase when he was injured last year. And then Tyler Boyd, who's just been one of the most productive slot players in the league for a long, long time. I give this a five. It's a perfect score. The Chiefs, very different type receiving core here. I mean, obviously, Travis Kelsey's their go-to guy. Uh, but you look at this wide receiver core, it's Kadarius Toney, Sky Moore, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and Justin Watson. Tony obviously is the guy that has a chance to really be the needle mover here with just his overall dynamic playing style, yards after catch, very, very competitive guy, explosive, quick twitch player. We just haven't seen him command any consistent volume and, and be available for an extended period of time. Like certainly a gifted player, uh, but I think there's there's still some questions about, you know, can he claim a high volume role and be a valuable uh, to really produce. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. Sky Moore, second uh, year player. They picked him in the second round in 2022. I think he'll uh, take another step this year, like the route running, like the hands, like the competitive nature that he has. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is uh, Gabe Davis 2.0, or I guess maybe Gabe Davis is Marquez Valdez-Scantling 2.0. I think they're very similar players. And then Justin Watson, who gives them some size, you know, made a couple of splashy plays, but for the most part is more of a wide receiver for depth player. Um, 
there's some intrigue here, but I, I don't, I don't love this group. I don't, it's a 2.75 for me. Um, what is proven here, right? I mean, we've, we know that Marquez Valdez Scantling has height, weight, and speed down the field. Like what else do you actually know what you have when it comes to this wide receiver core? There's some talent here and you know, they drafted Rasheed Rice as well. I don't want to forget him. Um, but I just think that there's a lot to prove here with this group. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes is going to make it work. Uh, he did last year. And I'm sure he will once again, but I don't know that I look at this Chiefs receiver core and, and get super warm and fuzzy about it. So I give it a 2.75. So when it comes to wide receivers, I have the Bengals at a five, the Bills at a 3.75, and the Kansas City Chiefs at a 2.75. All right, we're going to get to tight ends and running backs here in just a moment. But first, I need to tell you about Bird Dogs. Absolutely love this brand. They're joggers, they're shorts. They are awesome. They make you look good. Bird Dogs has this. Uh, this awesome uh, piece of inventory called their stretch khakis. Uh, they're awesome. They're designed to fit slimmer through your thigh. They give your leg a truly sculpted look. You know, they fit so much better than regular shorts that are made of that stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs, they fixed the issue. They invented cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. You can put these things on with a polo, go on a date, they're going to think you have khaki shorts on, but you don't. You have very comfortable bird dogs, and they also have this uh, anti-stink sweat-wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So go to birddogs.com slash NFL and enter our promo code LOCKEDONNFL to get you one of these free Yeti-style tumblers with your order. That's birddogs.com slash on for a free Yeti-style tumbler. Folks, check them out. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All right, let's look at the tight ends and the running backs between the Bills, Bengals, and Chiefs. For the Bills, Dawson Knox, Dalton Kincaid. Dawson Knox proven himself as a you know slightly above average starting tight end. And Dalton Kincaid, a lot of excitement for what he can mean to this football team as a big slot. You know, Brandon Bean called him Cole Beasley in a uh, tight end's body. That sounds pretty doggone good to me. Really good route runner, yards after catch, ball skills, body control, hands. He's got it all, and I think he's going to be an exciting weapon for this Bills offense. Remember, I gave it a three and a half. For the Bengals, they don't have Hayden Hurst anymore. They signed Irv Smith uh, coming over from the Minnesota Vikings, who's been pretty flashy, been injured, never really produced with volume with any level of consistency, but I'm sure he'll probably play his best football in this offense. Again, when you have those receivers and that quarterback, you know, it's going to be a good spot for a tight end. And then Drew Sample, who was a second round pick several years ago, very modest player in terms of blocking skill, pass catching skill. I think this group leaves something to be desired. Um, I give it a 2.75, maybe a tick below average. The Kansas City Chiefs, they got that guy, Travis Kelsey. You guys heard about them? <laughs> Just unbelievable. Just rewriting their record books as we know them for tight ends. Uh, just produces, man. It's it's unbelievable. You watch him play, and like you keep asking yourself, like, how's this guy get wide open all the time? Why why don't other teams have an answer for him? And I get this question all the time. It's like, well, what are the Bills going to do to stop Travis Kelsey? <laughs> are you kidding? Do you think I know the answer to that? Nobody's been able to figure this out. This guy's unbelievable. Hall of Famer, special talent, and um, I mean, just as premier of a player as you're going to find at the position. Then they got a really good backup. I love Noah Gray, uh, tight end two that they have. Quality player, um, 
year two for him last year. I thought he, you know, flashed. He was on the field quite a bit. And the the, the Chiefs play a lot of tight ends. They will use their share of two and three tight end sets, and they got good depth in Fortson and Blake Bell beyond Noah Gray. So deep position, quality depth, the elite of the elite in terms of starters. I give it a five. So for tight end, it's the Chiefs with a five, the Bills at a three and a half, and the Bengals at a 2.75. Running back, uh, the Bills, James Cook, Damian Harris, Naheem Hines, Latavius Murray. I uh, talked about it. You know, James Cook is the X factor here. You know, what does he look like as the lead back? Uh, what does he look like with more volume? I'm excited for it, but we need to see it. Love the depth behind him. You have a good variety of skill sets. You have speed. You have downhill ability. You have pass catchers. You have pass blockers. A really well-constructed backfield, but um, you know we still need to learn a little bit more about James Cook. I gave this a solid three. For the Bengals, Joe Mixon uh, didn't have his best year last year. I thought two years ago was probably the best showcase of Joe Mixon. Uh, still a versatile player, inside-outside runner, can catch the football. Uh, I think he just needs to find more consistency as a ball carrier. That running game was never really anything that they could lean on with consistency last year. And, you know, they had a really good backup in Samaj P. Ryan. He's now a Bronco. And so now they're kind of shifting to this trio of Chase Brown, who's a rookie, Chris Evans, who's physically talented, but hasn't really performed and done anything yet in the NFL. And then Travion Williams, who I think is your classic RB4. I think Joe Mixon still can be productive and be a good player for them. I have questions outside of him. I do give this a three uh, because I think there's enough here to be intrigued about. It's obviously not the focal point of what they do. Uh, but Joe Mixon is very capable of being an impact player. Uh, he just needs to kind of get back on track. So I give it a three. Then you have the Kansas City Chiefs, who <laughs> what a find Isaiah Pacheco was. I mean, I know that Bills fans don't love the, the Chiefs or anything like that, but how do you not love Isaiah Pacheco? Like, if you love football, I mean, this guy just carries the ball the way that you'd like your running back to carry it. I mean, he runs angry. He lo- runs with vision and nuance. And there is an acceleration that this guy has that's really special. Um fell late in the draft and fell right to the Chiefs, and I think they found themselves a dude here at the running back position. And Jarek McKinnon has been an X-factor for this offense over the last couple of years, particularly as a receiver. Um, And, you know, Andy Reid loves the screen game, and Jarek McKinnon just kind of fits perfectly into that. A nice role player for them. And then that guy they picked in the first round a few years ago, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he's their third running back. Um, And so, you know, I, I think Pacheco and McKinnon's just really good. And then Clyde Edwards Hilaire is your RB3. I mean, it's a really solid, solid group here. I give it a three and a half. So Chiefs at a three and a half, Bengals and Bills both coming in with a score of a three. All right, folks, after a very quick break, we're going to shift our fo- focus to the offensive lines, the offensive tackles, the interior offensive line coming up after a very, very quick break. All right, we're talking offensive line here in this segment, but first I would like to invite you to join the Locked On Bills subtext community, something new that we're offering. There's a link to join in the show notes for today. So if you're on YouTube or wherever you're listening to this podcast, check out the show notes. You'll see a link to join the Locked On Bills subtext community. Some really fun stuff that we're offering through that. My favorite part is the one-on-one text conversations. And so you can store me in your phone and ask questions, talk about the bills. Uh, you know, it's been, that's, that's been so cool. Just learning more about the, the audience, um, hearing stories about going to games, favorite players, you know, what's going on with the team right now. That's been so cool. Uh, you also get herd mentality priority. Uh, we have some exclusive content. I'll send you my first reaction to all bills news. So there is a lot of communication that's initiated by me as well. Uh, we've done a giveaway already. So some fun stuff, 
happening with the subtext community. Check it out again, a link in today's show notes. And also nothing changes with the normal delivery of this podcast. It's just an extra layer of engagement for anybody who might want it. And I'll tell you what, we're having fun. So check it out. All right, let's close out our conversation by looking at the offensive line. And then of course, the final scores for the offenses. When it comes to offensive tackle, the Bills have Deion Dawkins, quality starting left tackle, and then Spencer Brown, um, who's been inconsistent uh, and big-time season ahead for him in year three to put it all together and maximize that physical upside that he has. It's good that he has some experience. It's also good that he's healthy, and uh, hopefully we can see the best version of Spencer Brown in 2023. Again, I gave that a three. Looking at the Bengals, they've completely redone, or not the Bengals, they have somewhat, yeah, they've redone their offensive tackle situation too, so do the Chiefs. Um, The Bengals signed Orlando Brown to be their left tackle, gave him a bunch of money, and he comes in and and he's going to be their left tackle. Uh, He was with the Chiefs last year. Before that, he was with the Ravens. I think he's a quality starter, a lot of size, uh, big-time people mover in the run game. Stout anchor, you're not going to go through him. Not super fleet of foot. You don't want him to have to protect for very long, but good thing about Joe Burrow, he's a quick-triggered quarterback. Um, And I think that actually Orlando Brown is an upgrade over Jonah Williams, who now slides over to right tackle. And we'll see what Jonah Williams can do at right tackle. I think he's deficient in terms of length. I think ultimately one day he's going to play guard, and that'll be his best position. Um, But I think he does potentially – up uh, represent maybe an upgrade to Lyle Collins who came over from the Bengal or the Cowboys and, you know, didn't necessarily play his best football tore his ACL late in the season. Um, and so Jonah Williams in a contract year, I'm sure he'll be primed to play his best football and now showcasing some versatility. So I think they, there's a chance that they got better at left and right tackle. Although Jonah Williams at right tackle is something that we need to see. I give this a four. The chiefs uh, completely redid their offensive tackle situation they gave big money to Jawan Taylor from the Jaguars to come over and be their right tackle. Jawan Taylor is very athletic. I think he'll be a better player for the Chiefs than he was for the Jaguars, but I'm not overlooking how inconsistent he was in Jacksonville. And, you know, blocking for Patrick Mahomes is different, right? He's a guy that the launch point's going to be all over the place, and he'll be stressed in new ways as an offensive tackle. And so they certainly believe in him based on what they gave him in free agency. I think he'll be a big-time asset for them in their screen game and getting him out in space. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know that he's the most consistent player for the amount of money that they gave him. Then they also signed Donovan Smith to be their left tackle, um, who was a long-term player for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, had his best season a couple years ago with Tom Brady, where, you know, Tom Brady's an easy quarterback to block for because he gets the ball out quick and he's always in the same spot. So I think he'll be stressed in new ways coming over and playing for Patrick Mahomes, who's a little bit more all over the place with his launch points. So I think this is a, a transition here at offensive tackle. Yeah, I think it's potentially a, a more athletic pairing than what they had last year in Brown and Wiley. Uh, but I think those guys need to stabilize. Now, fortunately for them, the interior offensive line for the Chiefs is just unbelievable, and that'll help. But uh, I'm interested in how those guys fare playing on an island uh, for Kansas City. So when it comes to the offensive tackles, I have the Bengals at a four the Chiefs at a 3.25, and the Bills at a 3. Last one here is the interior offensive line. The Bills, Connor McGovern, a sufficient starting left guard. Mitch Morse, uh, one of the better starting centers in the league. And then a sufficient starting right guard in Ryan Bates with really good depth in David Edwards and Osiris Torrance and Mike Bucker. I gave that a 3.5. For the Bengals, um, interesting group here. 
their best player on the middle three is Alex Kappa, their right guard, who I think is a sufficient level starter, maybe maybe a slightly above average starter. Then Ted Karras is their center, who I think is a very baseline, sufficient level starter. And then Cordell Volson is their left guard, who was a rookie last year um, that wound up starting for them, I think, every single game and, and playing well, kind of up and down like a rookie. But I think he's got a chance to be like a fixture for them. Not necessarily a super high ceiling, but I think he has a chance to at least be an average starter, got a year of experience under his belt, and um, is a nice player, a uh, nice young player. Not to mention, you know, uh, Max Sharping is a good backup that they have there in the middle. Uh, Trey Hill, a young player as well. I gave this a three. I think it's very sufficient across the board. Then you have the Chiefs, and the Chiefs have the best interior offensive line in the football. It's not close. Joe Tooney, impact starter at left guard. Creed Humphrey, impact starter at center. I mean, kind of on this trajectory to potentially be the best center in the game very, very soon. Um, so we'll see. I know Joe, uh, Jason Kelsey and and, and uh, Frank Ragnall probably have something to say about that. But, man, uh, Creed Humphrey's very quickly emerging as one of the elite interior offensive linemen in the game. And then the guy next to him, Trey Smith, uh, rock solid, above average, impact starting guard. In, in Trey Smith. So I gave this a five. I mean, that's as good as you're going to find when it comes to interior offensive line starters in the entire NFL. So the Chiefs got full, a three fives. They got a five at quarterback, tight end, and interior offensive line. And those weren't hard, those weren't hard decisions to make. I mean, very clearly uh, premier stuff at all three of those position groups. So how does this all stack up? Again, the percentage of points available, um, and again, weighted towards premium positions. I have the Bengals, number one, at 82%. The Chiefs, number two, at 81%. And the Bills, number three, at 76%. So I uh, had the Bills on top of their rivals in the AFC East when it comes to offense, but uh, a little bit behind these teams in terms of collective talent. Again, I'm only, I'm only grading talent here, roster, right, roster construction. This isn't including X factors like the schedule, like injuries, like coaching, um, all that type of stuff. So uh, you can see that I, I have the Bills and Bengals a tick behind, ahead of the Bills. Uh, excuse me, the Chiefs and the Bengals a tick ahead of the Bills. Um, but, you know, it's not that big of a gap. And, and I, I think it's pretty fair, right? I think the Bills don't really measure up with these teams in terms of um, some of the areas that they have all together. I mean, all three teams have premier quarterbacks. But, you know, I think that there's just areas on the Chiefs and Bengals offensively that on paper, which is what we're doing, this is all on paper, I think is a tick ahead of what Buffalo has. And, um, you know, we'll see how it all comes together. I think there's a lot of upside with the bills on offense and a lot of new playmakers that I'm excited to see incorporated uh, more depth and, you know, potentially better starters on the offensive line than they've had. Um, but, uh, you know, I, th I think that there's something here to prove for the bills on offense when measuring them up against the chiefs and the Bengals. All right. We're going to shift our focus next to the defensive side of the football on Monday. We're going to stack up the bills, Bengals and chiefs, on the defensive side of the football, and then give you the overall rankings. And I think you're going to be pretty happy with where the Bills come in defensively. But uh, don't miss that conversation. Again, on Monday, that's coming your way. So hit the subscribe button. We'd love it if you took a second to rate, review, share the podcast. Have a great rest of your day. Go Bills. And I look forward to catching up with you again on Monday.